from the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Thanks for joining us on this, the very, very first edition of WIA National News for the good year 2012. I'm Graham VK4BB and this news is coming your way right now. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Shepparton and surrounding districts, it can be heard on 146.650 2 metre repeater VK3RGV at 7.30pm Sunday nights. I'm Kane, VK3HKH. VK5ZEA. VK5ZEA is one of 15 lucky winners in this year's ICOM D-Star QSO Party. Just the one lucky winner from VK who will receive an ID31E UHF digital D-Star transceiver. Plans are underway to organise many more D-Star contests and QSO parties in the future and anticipation is that many similar events will be held around the globe. In-house BPL product withdrawn. As if the interference-prone technology BPL hasn't had enough problems, comes news that Netgear has withdrawn from sale its product on safety grounds. The Powerline AV Plus Ethernet adapter with pass-through power socket for additional devices, rated as 240 volts, has been removed from Australian sale. It was the model number XAV2501 and the adapter coloured white is supplied as part of kit XAVB2504 which also contains an adapter. Netgear warns that the 240 volt AC will be present on the earth terminal of the pass-through socket outlet and the active terminal will be grounded to earth. This may also present the danger of an electrical shock. Affected products were sold nationally through Optus between June and November last year. Netgear is investigating whether any product sold 2011 through other retailers may be affected. It had been marketed as a solution to home networking. This is Mel, VK3 FDSL, from the WIA National Office. In February 2012 the Board of the WIA will meet in Melbourne. One of the many agenda items is the consideration of submissions for the venue for the 2013 annual conference. Clubs are encouraged to make suggestions as to venues and to indicate their willingness to support an annual conference. More details of what is required can be found in the column written by WIA President Michael Owen in the July 2011 edition of Amateur Radio. A standard template addressing relevant considerations can be obtained by emailing me at malb at wia.org.au. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. The major commercial traders have given it their endorsement. Second-hand sellers like the event too because of its strategic location and low cost. A warm invitation is also extended to all clubs and groups to be part of the popular Club Corner Precinct. For more information, do check out the homepage of the Amateur Radio Victoria website. The Centre Victoria Radio Fest Kyneton Racecourse on Sunday the 12th of February. I'm Bruce Lees, and you're listening to VK1 WIA.
continuing around VK, VK3 and French Island on air next weekend. Three members of the Scout Radio and Electronic Service Unit using the Scout call sign VK3SAT for the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award want to make as many contacts as possible from French Island OC136, the IOTA Group. Peter Fraser, VK3ZPF, Matt Gledhill, VK2ADF, and Kevin Bedford, VK3KAB, will be battery-powered from the Fairhaven Camping Ground January the 7th and 8th on the 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 metre bands. QRV Saturday afternoon and evening and Sunday morning. The team will carry most of the gear in backpacks and will be joined by three or four others who will be kayaking across from Stony Point. With additional batteries coming across by kayak, VK3SAT hopes to make many, many contacts. More details about the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award can be found on the Amateur Radio Victoria website. Listen for VK3SAT and be part of the action next weekend. VK4 and Townsville does Australia Day. Get out your corked hats and throwing thongs. Tark will be out on the field for Australia Day. Now that's providing the venue doesn't get too aquatic. They'll be at the famous Lone Island ARDF grounds and shelter from 11.30am Thursday, January 26. It's a BYO everything and when you're there, engage in Aussie fun and mirth and even do some radio things. Bring the family, bring the lager phone, bring the esky, but leave the mozzies at home. VK7 Annual General Meeting The annual general meeting for NTARC will take place February the 8th at the Skills Institute, Allenvale, at 7.30pm sharp. As usual, AGM will be followed by a general meeting. All office holder and committee positions fall vacant at the AGM. Therefore, nominations for President, Vice President, Secretary, Treasury and Committee are sought. Members are reminded that they will need to have paid their 2012 subscription before being able to vote at the annual general meeting. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. What use is an F-call? Recently, I participated in my first amateur radio contest. In short, it was a blast. One thing I noticed was that several amateurs I speak to on air regularly were not there, and I heard a few people say that contesting is not my thing. I respect that, but I'm also a little disappointed by it because it was a lot of fun. I started thinking about it a little and wondered what else might be occurring that could account for some of this. I'm sure that part of it is that you might not have actually ever participated in a contest, and it might be that you have no idea how it works, so you can feel left out before you begin. Let me give you a fly overview of a contest, not a specific one, just the notion of what's happening on air. The idea is that you count and log your contacts. Every time you make a new contact, you log the time, the date, the frequency and mode, and of course the call sign of the station you contacted. You also give the other station a unique number, and they give you one in return. The number is the count of contacts you've done at that time. You log the number with each contact. For example, and I'm stressing here, this is just an example. If I go on air and I say, CQ Contest, CQ Contest, VK6, Fox, Lima, Alpha, Bravo, Listening, I'll get back a call. VK6, BDO. I'll say, VK6, BDO, this is VK6, FLAB with 012 for you. The response will come back. 
VK6 FLAB, VK6 BDO, QSL 012, I give you 413. I'll say QSL 413, happy hunting, VK6, Fox Lima Alpha Bravo listening. What I've just done is sent 012 to VK6 BDO and they've sent 413 back to me. My next number will be 013 and theirs will be 414. That's it. I should note that contests have rules that are published prior to the event, such as how points are allocated, whom you're allowed to talk to, in which mode, on what frequency, etc. Each contest is different, all dependent on why the contest is being held. Now I've said this is an example. You'll note that there are some extra words in the interaction. I say, for example, happy hunting. That's completely superfluous. If you're a die-hard contester, you'll probably be horrified. My take on it is that to become a die-hard, you need to start somewhere, and you need to realize that there are humans on the end of each contact. One of the things I took away from my contest participation is a sense of community. I spoke with 70 different stations within 24 hours. Some contacts were strictly business, others were more involved. I got compliments for hitting my first 10 contacts, my first 50, etc. There was an ongoing camaraderie that encouraged people to participate. I spoke with stations towards the end of the contest who had just made four contacts, and I was one of them. I felt humbled by their participation. Of course, there were stations with over 600 contacts, and talking to them was a different kind of thrill. While I completely understand that contesting is not your thing, I'd encourage you to participate and have a go. You might be surprised. I'm Ono, VK6, Fox Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate, Amateur Radio Club, the IRRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. South Africa's Amateur Radio Spirit Trophy. The Len Wells Amateur Radio Spirit Trophy for 2011 was presented to Tom Cooper, ZS1PS, at the False Bay Radio Electronics and Computer Club end-of-year function on Saturday 10th of December. Tom has been a dedicated worker for his club for many years and is a committee member and the editor for their newsletter Dialogue. In spite of being a Big C survivor, he spent many weekends building up their clubhouse. Tom, 80 years of age, has 60 years of unbroken membership of the SARL. That's true amateur radio spirit. Congratulations, Tom. May you still enjoy amateur radio for many years to come. Raspberry Pi moves towards production. 30 years after the BBC microcomputer, a new UK-developed low-price home computer, the $25 Raspberry Pi is about to go into production. Its processing capability, coupled with low price, may appeal to some radio amateurs. The Pi is produced by the Raspberry Pi Foundation, a UK-registered charity which exists to promote the study of computer science and related topics, especially at school level, and to put the fun back into learning computing. The Cambridgeshire developed Pi uses a 700MHz ARM11 chip, similar to that found in mobile phones, and is intended to run a version of the Linux open source operating system.
The idea for Raspberry Pi came from video game veteran David Brabin, who was searching for a way to inspire young people to start a career in technology. He got his start in games thanks to the BBC Micro, on which he and school friend Ian Bell created pioneering computer game Elite. Marconi ruins surface in Wellfleet. The ocean has revealed a big piece of Cape Cod history in Wellfleet, ruins of the Marconi station, which sent the first transatlantic wireless message from the USA to the UK. January 18, 1903, President Theodore Roosevelt's message to King Edward VII was tapped out in Morse code from South Wellfleet to the station at Poldhu in Cornwall. It was to be the first wireless telegram between America and the United Kingdom. The message read, His Majesty Edward VII London, England, in taking advantage of the wonderful triumph of scientific research and ingenuity, which has been achieved in perfecting a system of wireless telegraphy, I extend, on behalf of the American people, most cordial greetings and good wishes to you and to all the people of the British Empire. Signed, Theodore Roosevelt, January 19, 1903. Speaking of transatlantic crossings, this in from Amateur Radio Newsline. An amateur radio balloon carrying APRS has left the United States mainland headed across the Atlantic Ocean toward the European continent. Ron Meadows, K6RPT of the California Near Space Project, launched four high-altitude balloons at zero hours UTC Monday, December 12th. The balloons were expected to come down somewhere in the Midwest, but one identified on APRS as k 6 RPT-11 decided to take a cruise on the jet stream. After departing U.S. soil over New Jersey at an altitude of 110,000 feet, it crossed the Atlantic Ocean overnight. Hams in southern Europe were being asked to tune their gear to 144.390, which is the APRS channel used in the United States. They were then asked to assist in tracking K6RPT-11 on its pass over Europe. The question at the time was, where would it land? The answer came early the morning of December 14th. At the time, the balloon was out over the Alberon Sea in the Mediterranean when APRS tracking showed it suddenly descending. The last report via EB6AOK showed it at 14,558 feet, traveling at 35 miles an hour. At that point, it's assumed to have fallen into the sea, but not before traveling over 7,000 statute miles at well over 100,000 feet. Possibly a new record for an APRS-equipped ham radio long-distance balloon flight. On this point, we'll have to wait and see. France appears to be on the verge of modernizing its amateur service rules. Newsline's Cheryl Lasik, K9BIK, is here with what's known so far. On December 14th, several French ham radio groups received a draft amendment from ARCEP regarding new laws to govern that nation's amateur and amateur satellite services. If approved, these new rules will replace the decision number 2010-0537, which currently governs French amateur radio operations. The new rules appear to liberalize modes and interconnect options for ham radio in the digital age. According to the latest word that we have, the rules change proposals will be available for a public discussion on the ARCEP website and those of participating amateur radio associations. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cheryl Lassick, K9BIK in Zion, Illinois. A careful study of text is already underway by a working group of French radio amateurs to formulate a joint response by January 20th, 2012. The Federal Communications Commission has taken what it terms as a major step towards eliminating one of the most persistent problems of the television age, that being those overly loud commercials the public seems to hate. 
On Wednesday, December 14th, the Commission adopted a report in order that implements the 2010 Commercial Advertisement Loudness Mitigation, or CALM Act. That's the statute in which Congress gave the Commission, for the first time, authority to address the problem of excessive commercial loudness. The rules as adopted require that commercials have the same average volume as the programs they accompany. The rules also establish simple, practical ways for stations and multi-channel video programming distributors to demonstrate their compliance with the new regulations. The CALM Act rules will become effective one year after the date of their adoption, or 13th of December 2012. That gives those broadcasters falling under the regulation until that date to be in full compliance. Equally important, it provides ample time for programmers and networks to provide their distributors with certification stating that the commercials that accompany their program are fully compliant with those new rules. While consumer complaints about loud commercials have diminished since 2009, the FCC expects that these new rules will reduce loudness complaints even further. If you are a ham interested in audio processing technology, you're likely familiar with the name Bob Orban. His work has made his company a world leader in broadcast audio processing technology, some of which has been adapted into ham radio operations. In fact, it's hard to find any radio station or other broadcast outlet where one of his famed Optimod processors is not installed. Now you can get a chance to learn a bit about the technology that Bob Orban created by watching two recent video podcasts on Leo Laporte's twit.tv internet network. On December 14th, Bob Orban appeared on the show's Triangulation and This Week in Radio Tech. Both are now available for download or online viewing. Take your web browser to twit, that's T-W-I-T, dot tv and use the website's search facility with the name bob orban to locate them if great sounding audio is your thing this will be two hours well spent those stories from the average radio newsline you're tuned to the wia national news service across australia i'm bill pasternak wa6 itf from the wia news hub in queensland and wia news studios across australia this is the national news service Relayed by VK1WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Special Events and On-Air Contest Column, Dateline 2012. January 1-31, to VK Rosshall Memorial VHF UHF Contest. January 14-15, and 15, VK Summer VHF UHF Field Day. March 17-18, VK John Moyle Memorial Field Day. May 5 VK Trans Tasman Contest 80 metres SSB. June 9 and 10 VK Shires Contest. June 25 VK Trans Tasman Contest 160 metres SSB. July first full weekend NZART Memorial Contest. August 11 and 12 VK Remembrance Day Contest. August 18 and 19 Worldwide International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend. SKN on Oscar 2012 in memory of W1JSM. You are cordially invited to participate in Straight Key Night on Oscar 2012, conducted by MSAT for all radio amateurs throughout the world. This year's event is dedicated to the memory of Don Brown, W1JSM, who passed away in 2011, aged 90. Don was a long-time, enthusiastic VHF, UHF and satellite operator and one of our most frequent Best Fest winners. As always, SK and Oscar is simple and informal. Just operate CW through one or more satellites on 1 January 2012, 0000 hours to 2400 hours UTC using a straight hand key. 
There is no need to send in a log, but all participants are encouraged to nominate someone they worked for Best Fist. Your nominee need not have the best fist of anyone you heard, only of those you worked. Send your nomination to w2rs at msat.org. Awards RSGB Commonwealth Century Club Jubilee Award 2012 2012 is the Queen's Diamond Jubilee, and mindful that the Queen is the head of the Commonwealth of Nations, we are pleased to announce a new operating award for 2012. To qualify for an attractive certificate, all you need to do is to work as many different countries and call areas on the Commonwealth Century Club list during 2012. Certificates will be awarded for working 60 and 100 different call areas. Use any mode or bands you like, and QSL cards are not required. Special event stations, DX and Beacon and NetAdvice. VK7 Sewing Circle Net Meet the Voice Barbecue and Auction. The Sewing Circle Net Meet the Voice Barbecue is set for Sunday the 18th of March at Ross. Put the date in your calendar now and organise a day out in Ross. Make sure you bring the family. This year will see the addition of an auction of quality equipment. As in previous years, all funds raised at the barbecue event will go towards a repeater maintenance. The Sewing Circle Net is looking for suitable items that you are able to donate for the auction. As an indication of what type of equipment can be donated, they have as a first donation a fast, modern HP computer system, complete with an LCD monitor that has been refurbished for use as a ham shack computer. It comes loaded with XP Pro operating system and lots of software. This includes many ham radio software programs, along with a ham library of over 400 books, including current handbooks, antenna handbooks and books on almost every ham-related subject that you could imagine. The Circle encourages you to make a big effort and consider what equipment you have that you no longer use, and donate it to the auction. Remember, every dollar raised goes towards repeater maintenance around Tasmania. Hams in Kazakhstan celebrate nation's 20th anniversary. On the air, Hams in Kazakhstan are celebrating their country's 20th anniversary with the use of special call signs as well as issuing a certificate to commemorate the event. The 48 special call signs along with QSL routing and commemorative certificate information is listed at kw.cqun.kz. Kazakhstan is best known in ham radio circles as the home of the Cosmodrome, from where a number of ham radio satellites and crews to the International Space Station have been launched. KH0UY and KH0K will be operational from Saipan in the northern Mariana Islands between January the 7th to the 10th. Their activity will be on 80 through 6 metres, plus the satellites. QSL via their home call signs of JO3FRH and JE4SMQ, either direct or by the Bureau. This has been Felix Henningham, and as I leave you this week, another word on VI5WHY. Nineteen forty-one, the first of four ships being built for the Australian Navy, slides down the slipway of BHP's newly constructed Wyala shipyard. HMAS Wyala was commissioned for duty on January the eighth, nineteen forty-two. She carried out escort duty on Australia's east coast, and later took part in operations in the New Guinea theatre before being attached to the British Pacific Fleet as a unit of the twenty-first minesweeping flotilla. HMAS Wyala was decommissioned in 1947 and sold to the Victorian Government for whom she would be employed as a lighthouse maintenance vessel until 1984. 
Hearing that the ship was to be sold as scrap, she was purchased by the Wyala City Council and brought back to Wyala. In 1987, she was moved back up the same slipway from which she was launched 46 years earlier and relocated to become the centrepiece of the city's Maritime Museum. On the weekend of January the 7th and 8th, 2012, the South Australian branch of the Naval Association of Australia will commemorate the 70th anniversary of the ship's commissioning and the Wyala Amateur Radio Club will take part in the special celebration by operating from the ship using the special event call sign VI5WHY. The station will be on air from around 2300 UTC on Saturday, January the 7th and is especially keen to make contact with present or former Naval members. Operating frequencies and modes will be posted on the VK Ham website closer to the event. Special QSL certificates will be sent to all stations that make contact. So mark the date January the 7th on your calendar. This has been Alex, VK5ALX, on behalf of the Wyala Amateur Radio Club. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's worldwide special interest group news, special interest group and intruder watch news, and in this week's report, IARU Region 1 medal for DJ9KR. By decision of the IARU Region 1 Executive Committee, Ulrich Billmeyer, DJ9KR, is awarded the IARU Region 1 medal for his long-time outstanding work in the IARU Monitoring Service. DJ9KR joined the IARU Monitoring Service in 1975, is the President Coordinator of the DARC Monitoring Service and serves as Vice Chairman of the Region 1 IARU Monitoring Service Working Group. His dedication is an example for us all. The presentation of the medal will take place at Ham Radio 2012 in Friedrichshafen. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio Norwegian Storms, HAMS on standby. The Emergency Communications Group of the NRRL are on standby on December the 27th because of the storms that have hit the south of the country. A communications network was established on 3720 MHz plus or minus QRM every three hours between 0900 and 24 hours Norwegian time. That's GMT plus one. No formal request to assist has yet been received from the authorities, but the standby net is being run as a precaution. Dagmar, believed to be the third largest storm recorded in Norway for 50 years, hit the country Sunday last with wind speeds as high as 201 kilometres per hour. Worldwide special interest groups low down. One 37 kilohertz signal generated in Germany seen in Alaska. Recently, Michael Owen, VK3KI, the Wireless Institute Australia President, advised on the weekly broadcast of how the plans were progressing with Region 3 and the latest support for a low-frequency ham radio allocation. Well now, RF generator by Stefan Schaefer, DK7FC of Heidelberg, Germany, has been seen on 136.172 kHz at the remotely operated station of Lawrence Howell, KL7UK, near Wahasilla, Alaska. Howell also holds the UK call sign G4DMA. He used his Spectrum Lab software to decode Schaefer's transmission, using his system a full call sign using dual frequency 30 second per dot CW was seen. This is believed to be a first for this type of transpolar path as it has to cross the auroral zone twice. 
Conditions have to be very stable with low geomagnetic and proton levels and the path only appears to be open in their deepest part of the winter. KL7UK, who was part of the WE2XPO Low Frequency Experimental Licence Group, is using a two-turn directional K9AY array and a remotely tuned ICOM R75 receiver controlled from his residence in Oklahoma. DK7FC in Germany had an effective radiated power of only a few watts. Well, that's all I have for you this week. Happy New Year from Robert VK3DN reporting from Melbourne. Thanks, Robert, and a Happy New Year to you and to all our contributors and to all our rebroadcasters and, of course, you, our listeners. As we leave you, it's the social scene, 2012. February 4, VK4, the Bunya Mountains and District Amcom Incorporated Ham and Wine Fest. Feb 12 in VK3, Centre Victoria Ham Fest at Kiton Racecourse. February 26, VK2, Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's Wyong Field Day. March 18 in VK7, it's the Sewing Circle Nets, Meet the Voice Barbecue at Ross. And April 14-15 in VK, the WIA National Field Day. Now, submitting news items, if you would like to submit news items for inclusion in this VK1WIA broadcast, we'd love to hear from you. Just email your item in text to nationalnews at wia.org.au. To submit your audio, read How to Submit Items on the weekly news page at wia.org.au. And remember, the sooner you submit material, the more the likelihood of it being broadcast in the very next edition of WIA National News. I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. We've reported. You decide. 